podcast world. Hello. Welcome to Turn of the Millennials. No. Don't you know? Yeah. The Turn of the Millennials podcast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Lindy. And welcome to Turn of the Millennials, in case you didn't hear what we were saying before. Those were uh, terrible Minnesotan accents. We'll get it later, don't you worry. And we have a, a very dis- special guest today. Uh, with a disclaimer first, actually. We'll do a disclaimer, Ooh, disclaimer. first, just okay. in case. Um, to the people of Minnesota, we love you and we are not offending you. We we're are trying just, not to. We are just in appreciation of your accents. And from the movie, we just have to do it in that way. Yes. And on that note, we, we, have, love you. we have a guest star today. This is my sister <laughs> all the way from Nova Scotia. Uh, my sister, Danielle. Hi. I'm oh, that was sad. Yeah. I know. I, I'm not really sure how to start because I'm still kind of like trying not to laugh too hard because right. I mean, we know those hired Minnesotan accents are going to come out. Oh, so. the whole episode. The, the whole, whole episode. episode. It's been a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, Danielle and Lindy knew each other first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and we then... actually went to middle school together, but we weren't friends until about the ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we I mean, mentioned, I think, in our Josie mm-hmm. the cast, they met through uh, a friend, a friend Michelle. Michelle, and then yeah. and then unfortunately Michelle moved away, and then yeah. they became friends, and then the trailer, and then history. we all became along. So that is very brief history and how yeah. we know Danielle. Well. <laughs> They're sisters. So yeah, we're sisters, and that's how we all know Lindy. I mean, I've known I've known Stephanie since like 1985. I mean, not to brag. Oh, the story. <laughs> I met Danielle before I met Steph. <laughs> so, so today on our podcast, we're talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. Uh, mm. I don't know even remember how we found this movie. I think we found it on DVD. We didn't see it in theaters. Actually, I know when I saw it first. I think I was at a birthday party, either Tiffany or Katie's house. Okay. I remember Andrew was there too. I can't remember if Wendy was there or not. And I think Catherine was there. And it was just one of the and movies I we watched. probably was there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the movies we watched at this sleepover. I'm just having uh, a hard time remembering this. What? Yeah. And then I, I, I just saw it before because we had, I think we had like the, the TMN box. I think you talked about before on the podcast. Those brown, yeah. Rogers TMN boxes. Yeah. Legal boxes back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your precursor to this torrent was the yeah. right? <laughs> able hookup. Oh, oh, so this movie uh, came out in uh, July of 1999. I actually found three different July dates for its release. I found the 23rd, the 1999. I found the 23rd, the 16th, and the 9th. I wonder if maybe they were different, like, premieres or, like, maybe. Region, regional releases. Probably. Like, maybe Minnesota got it beforehand. <laughs> Minnesota. Um, Japan. We'll catch that later. Yeah. So You just can't not say Minnesota. I'm this, sorry. This movie is a mockumentary shot style movie about the Miss, what is it? 50th, Mar- anniversary 50th anniversary of the Sarah Rose American Teen Princess Pageant. Yeah. Sarah Rose Cosmetics. And this one takes place uh, following the small town of Mount Rose, Rose, Minnesota. The fictional small town. Yes. The it's fictional... an anagram from Rose Mount. So Danielle's tidbit, she's, we'll let her do it. <laughs> so um, basically this movie was written by Lana Williams. Um, she also was a script supervisor on The Simpsons, but kind of always talked about how she did these pageants in the past. So the first thing you probably would have actually seen her in was the episode of The Simpsons, was the Beauty Queen. I was just that episode. episode. And she was also the voice of Amber Dempsey, which I think is hilarious. Remember, she had eyelash extensions. But you know what's really funny? Like, now, like, that's the norm. Like, go get your, you know, lashes done. I know a lot of people um, who have eyelash extensions. But on your child. Still yeah. So um, she, all, like, she is from the town Mount. No, wait. Rose Mount. Rose Mount. Sorry. Mount Rose. <laughs> so that's why Mount Rose, Rose Mount. became the anagram. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then the other thing that's really cool too is that she actually did write, um, you know, Sugar and Spice, the movie. Yes, I did, oh, I did see that. I did see she that. Have her name taken off of it, which is unfortunate. And I, it's so really it's a non existent Mandy Nelson as the screenwriter. Uh-huh. Right. And it feels like that she kind of had the same thing that happened with when you were talking about um, Jess, Joe, Jessa, Josie and the Pussycats, where um, Deborah Kaplan and Harry Elephant. Elephant, were, you know, had two kind of good movies, but because they didn't do as well, mm-hmm. they kind of just got disinterested in Hollywood. And I'm almost feeling like that's the same way with Lana Williams. Like after Sugar and Spice, you don't really hear anything. And if Lana Williams is not Sugar and Spice, that was such a good there, movie. There was an article actually I found in my researchings or whatever okay. that she actually did an interview on. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was saying that actually with Sugar and Spice, it ended up 
the script ended up getting changed so much because it was around the time of Columbine mm. and the fact that they're high school girls, guns, oh, yada, true. yada, yada. So it, it ended up getting changed so much that it also wasn't her original script. So that's why she actually changed and took her name off of it. Yeah. This is what I was reading in the, the article that I had found. I'm but I feel good. like this movie, like especially like um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. I mean, I've been like putting it on the internet. Y'all been putting it on the internet that we're going to talk about it. And I'm just like, oh, I love this movie. And it's almost a cult classic. And I almost wish if somehow, like, in some sort of medium, she could come back because if I can imagine the type of humor that we got from Drop Dead Gorgeous, and don't even get me started on the non-existent, like, we can't find them anymore, but, like, the deleted scenes. There are deleted scenes I know I've seen in the, the trailer that aren't in the final movie. Um, and they weren't on I, either of your DVDs? Mine has, my DVD does not have any. Neither does mine. Oh, okay. Mine Because I know you have either. different ones because she has a snap open case and you have the cardboard with the little small plastic flap because you both that posted pictures today <laughs> of your covers and your DVDs. And I was like, why did Danielle post Lindy's? And I looked and I was like, oh, no. It's, you can see the little flap difference there. <laughs> did you also see where like the, the cat scratched away at the complete like end of the <laughs> and I feel just like wear and tear over the years at that cardboard yes. from moving or just opening oh no this is from Carrie because so I used to have a big um stack of dvds and she liked to scratch on them so I had to hide them from of course off. cats but anyways what I was kind of saying is I think it would be amazing for like Lana Williams to kind of bring that humor back because I do feel like our generation kind of can enjoy that mockumentary dark well, humor and it's the and dark humor that's that's in it so you mm-hmm, kind of like yeah. that's just and it's kind of needed. <laughs> it's almost an example of that type of humor that I've kind of talked to you guys about, where it's like it's it's a hard line to stay with. Um, Philly does it a lot, like Seinfeld did a lot, mm-hmm. where essentially the whole or even family the family guy to an extent where the joke is we're laughing at that person because that person is a bad person and they're doing bad things and we're laughing at them because they're ignorant and stupid. Yes. And I feel like that type of humor is being lost now because they don't want to offend anybody. Um, but we'll definitely touch onto this in this because there's, there's, a, there's a, like there's so much offensiveness in this movie I found and I feel bad I laughed at some of it too oh yeah so absolutely I, I feel now. like I'm a terrible person but we also know that it is in the context of humor we also like we're not getting offended because we can we can take humor into what it is and actually there's a really good documentary about the comedy store on crave if you've seen it where they actually kind of talk about and it was filmed the last episode's filmed during COVID time so they're actually talking about recently now how comedy is hard to do because of these exact same things about offending and yada 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 Mm -hmm. really good check it out but fun fact this was actually called dairy queens and i know i don't know if you remember seeing this in like a article in like twist magazine or something called dairy queens but of course, obviously, because of the chain Dairy Queen, they filed, they a, lawsuit. filed a lawsuit and they had to change it to Drop Dead Goges. And Which I think works better. I agree. And can it we has... also, oh, just before you do that, can we also talk about the irony of the fact that we're doing this podcast about a pageant on today, which is April 25th. <laughs> it's not too cold. I need a light jacket. I don't know what it's like in Nova Scotia. Today it's like cold and rainy. It's crappy out. Um, no, today is literally the definition of that. It's supposed to rain later tonight, but this morning it was definitely that. Oh, okay. No, we got it. It's a light little jacket brisk. weather. It's a little brisk today. Four it's degrees. Four degrees. <laughs> so the estimated budget for this was uh, fifteen million dollars, and the worldwide gross was ten point five million dollars. Forty six percent tomato meter. 75% audience score. And yeah, like I said, basically it became a cult classics and critics called it ahead of its time. And there was some stuff about Roger Ebert, but I hated his his criti- criticisms anyway, so it didn't matter. And he was basically something like, oh, it could have potential, but the script wasn't just right there. Whatever, anyways. I found on Metacritic, it was a 28%. Oh, 28% on Metacritic. Yeah, I'm like, well, we, even with the ducks, we, we, same yeah, thing. we had really lame ones, so. Yeah, they're, uh, um, oh. I, I noticed you don't have like their opening box office office weekends numbers there. Oh, I couldn't find. I that. found them three million nine hundred eighty six thousand two hundred and sixty nine on opening weekend. Three million. That's not. That's not yeah. so great. Not so great. And okay, that so by today's numbers, opening opening numbers. That's opening weekend numbers by today's dollars. Inflation. Yeah, it would have been over nineteen million dollars by today's inflation. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Also, it passes the Bechtel test. So I was reading that in my things because the women are not chased. There's no, if you think about it, the only mention of a guy is uh, Brett Samuels. Is Brett Samuels? Brett Samuels. Yeah. Brett. 
Brett Sanders, not not Samuels, because you're thinking of Mean Girls. I know it's oh, Brett, but Brett, Brett, yeah. Brett. So Brett. Uh, so basically, they're they're all chasing for the crown, not chasing after a man. And in most of the script, like think of how many men are actually in this movie. You barely see the dads or the um, parent, the dad, except for Le- Lehman, Lester Lehman. But like Brett's only in like two scenes. Her Amy Adams's boyfriend or whatever it is, Leslie Miller's boyfriend's only in like two scenes. I know there's the crew and then that, but like most of it is female the judges and the older like there's um usually like the wrestling team was in a lot of scenes mm-hmm. being ogled by the, the women older women yep right. oh especially where she's like hey yeah say hey to the folks hey to the folks yep exactly women yeah. ogling men for once instead of men ogling yeah. women so it easily passed the Bechdel test which I found that was fun in my researches and then Harold and Larry like Hank. Hank, Hank. I know. So I was reading actually about Will Sasso. There was a lot of people that to this day, when they go and meet him, realize don't realize that he's not mentally handicapped. Because oh. he plays it so well in that movie. They were surprised to be like, I re- I didn't realize you weren't mentally handicapped. That tells me they're sheltered and to get out more and more it is, TV. But at the same time, like, you know. He's a, a phenomenal actor. Oh yeah. And well, at the very beginning, let's start at the very beginning of this movie. Adam so, West, right? She had I that was thing just, too. I had, I'm just like, she how did they get Adam West? Like Adam West, Adam you West. celebrities. <laughs> well, it was a very star-studded movie, right? There were quite a in like, hindsight, okay, yeah. In hindsight, yes, many of them became very famous. And there were some yeah. stars in their own rights at that time, like Christy Alley, Brittany Murphy. Like they were still kind of yeah. had their so stars. Give the, a quick thing of the cast. Yes. Okay. So there's Kirstie Alley, Allison Janney, Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, Will Sasso, Brittany Murphy, Amy Adams, Mindy Sterling, Ellen Barkin, Sam McMurray, and Alexander Holden, to name a few. Yeah. Um, and there's more that I missed. Amanda but... Detmers, when I saw it. Yeah, she movie. plays the, at the end. She was the, later in Sugar and Spice and that. She's the blonde chick at the end. She's like, oh, I gotta go. But, oh, yeah, I yeah, heard the girl who plays Mary Sue Johansson as well. She was in like Sugar and Spice and stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what her name was. It's, she said Alexander Holden. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they basically go into the they go into the town. Like, yeah, they they start, they start off talking about the town, and it's got a population of just over five thousand, five thousand people and change. That damn green <laughs> sign. Yeah. Take down that sign, them sons yeah. of bitches. Lazy sons of bitches. <laughs> and then there's Kirstie Alley, where it's like. You won't find no back room in our video store. No, you won't. Mm-mm. That's better left for the sin cities. Mm-hmm. They have this thing, pal. Oh, God. Minnesota's going to kill us. <laughs> no, we, we did a disclaimer. It's okay. I know we did, but still. <laughs> we love them. We Like I say, we do it out of love, not out of hate or, you know, no. jest. Mm-hmm. Admiration. Admiration. <laughs> slightly sound like that. And people right? say I picked up an Atlantic accent, but I don't really hear it. So the Mall of America that they go to is actually not the Mall of America. Uh, it is the Eden Prairie Mall, which is also used in mall rats. Mm-hmm. That's one of my tidbits. I don't think oh, it's, it's actually on the parking lot. Here. Yeah, just the parking. Yeah. Too bad the Mall of America didn't have the parking lot to go with. <laughs> parking lot of America. Hippocrypal comes, I'll move. Right? Like, well, I, oh, that's my next thing here. I'll um, get out have- of the car. They all get out of the car. So yeah. how are you going to move when you're all out of the car? If yeah. someone needs that spot, like, come on. Well, here's one of my things as we were kind of going through that was um, typical small town attitudes of the late 90s, you know, kind of opened my mind to what is acceptable. So like the whole use of the word, the hard R. Yeah. It said so many times you can make a drinking game out of it. It was also, I guess, kind of in that time, again, in reflective of it, it's not like we were, it should have been right to say, but it was more acceptable to say the word in the late in 90s. The late 80s, early um, 90s, in 19... definitely like frowned upon and then kind of like later 90s it kind of instead of becoming a derogatory term to people with mental illness it kind of became more like, like that's stupid, stupid. Yeah. yeah not trying to justify it but people who you know i understand were, like, yeah instead of saying that stupid they were like that's yeah. for lack of not saying it retarded i not was wanting to just condone it but that you know i yeah. was 16 when this movie came out we were 16 when this movie came out and even we knew better than to use that word yes. referencing anything yes Oh, yeah. small town yeah. America mentality and I'm probably biased on that because my mom's an EA so I yes. grew up with children that would be described as that back then yes and I just don't like that term yeah 
No, I get that completely. And then, of course, I'm with the car when a cripple came. Like, that was another part of, like, under the small town. Or not small town necessarily, but just kind of, like, ignorant, you know, the etymology of what was acceptable. The well, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even acceptable back then. It's, again, going back to that comedy of, like, look at those people. Oh, my God, I can't believe they described someone with handicaps as a cripple. <laughs> Let's laugh at them. Like, look at how stupid they are. They should yeah. know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> and that was the, the dark humor undertone of the movie. Yeah, you're laughing at their ignorance, not the fact that they referred to someone as that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the football team was actually named the Muskies. I found this, uh, mm-hmm. which is the the Muskellunge. Muskellunge. Muskellunge fish yeah. found in North, North Minnesota, which derives from the Ojibwe word for ugly pike. I have that right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, of course, because it's an ugly fish. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it a few a few faces we've all done which if you made that you're like um, right? another thing i didn't realize obviously until now re-watching it back the narrator is thomas lennon who's thomas lennon he's in 17 again um he plays the nerd friend of zach efron when i get older um he was in reno oh he's how i met your mother he was um he was the german guy yes that victoria almost yep. married uh yeah klaus so yes, his, class and my class. now that I listened to it, I was like, oh my gosh, that is totally his voice. But I didn't, I didn't realize that huh. that was his voice now until I, I never, read these. That never huh? when I was watching it this morning because I was up at six o'clock. Well, I found it out in the middle of watching it. So as I started watching it, I found it out. I was like, oh, that, is, that is so his, mm-hmm. that is him. Something that I thought like rewatching it this morning, I was like, I guess I kind of glazed over the first several hundred times I've watched this movie <laughs> is the the white girl was adopted by a Japanese couple because the Japanese couple wants to be American. Americanized? Like, Americanized. Like, uber-American. And I'm just like... Like, the, like they almost become the uh, stereotype of the Japanese tourists because they want yeah. to acclimate so much. Yeah. yeah. And then the daughter comes in and she's like, oh, and then she spilled chicken in Chinese or whatever. Or no, it's Japanese. Japanese. Sorry, Japanese, Japanese. And then... Hirohito. <laughs> yes. And I was like, speak English. Like, although I think, doesn't he use the word again there too? Yes, he does. Yes. And also here's a fun thing. Um, the R word, he uses it unfortunately oh, yeah. again in that part when he's yep. referring to his daughter. And did, did, were you yes, gonna- I say- got it right here. I got it right here. Okay. So Japanese super- superstar Seiko Matsuda was fit into the movie after the studio New Line had sold its international rights to the film and wanted to appease the Japanese film goers. So as a popular pop star, ended up the small role as the sister of Molly Howard. Oh, <laughs> and I'm happy to be an Asian American, uh, but that's a whole other like rabbit hole right now. Oh like, yeah, stop yeah. Asian hate. Yeah. Let's avoid that hole right now. No, yeah, never yeah. hate for anybody. We love, <laughs> we love everybody. everybody, and we hate everybody equally. Well, one thing I did want to uh, follow up on here is a little actually A and T M connection. Um, I noticed that like Raina from Cycle 14. I don't know if you remember Cycle 14. No. season. How can you forget Angelie's season? Because I haven't watched America's Next Top Model in like a dozen years. I'm just anyway, saying. So that's, Rain, that's okay. Raina from Cycle 14 busy was them. often compared to Denise Richards. And it's really funny because Raina was actually from Minnesota. So I thought that was just a funny little connection that she looked like Denise Richards. And Denise Richards in this movie is just in Minnesota. And I just have basically too much information. <laughs> that's why we kind of started the podcast as well. And I'm sure you'll be on it many more times because of <laughs> stupid, useless information. <laughs> But not stupid at this point. It was stupid, you know, a few years ago because we we're just like, what do we do with this information? But now we got a podcast, yeah. so it's not stupid anymore. <laughs> and it's yeah. not useless. It's useful. Oh, yeah. Um, so the, the movie. Did the auditions? Did anyone have audition notes? Uh, the only one I had was that Melissa Joan Hart audition for the role of Amber Atkins. I also saw that Sarah Michelle Geller went for Becky. Yes, but yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that too. I just and then they originally saw Goldie Hawn for Annette and Sigourney oh. Weaver for Gladys. Oh, I had that too somewhere. They were who they originally right wanted. Here. So we were talking about star power and like yeah. just those two, like Goldie Hawn and Sigourney Weaver, again, two oh. big stars that they could have had. Mm-hmm. Melissa oh, Joan yeah. Hartley at the time was still pretty big for, uh, and Sarah Michelle Geller were both big Sabrina. from their teen shows. Mm-hmm. Sabrina and Buffy, yeah. 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 So they would have like, yeah, more star power again. But again, Kirsten Dunst was pretty... And Brittany Murphy was pretty high. I Clueless. really liked Kirsten Dunst growing up. I loved her in Interview with a Vampire and yep. I've just followed her career since. I think she's amazing. And I love super 90s, her like dancing down the highway, listening to her Walkman. Yes. Like just yes, tap dancing. I, I do have tap dances underrated and should come back. 
definitely. It's totally underrated. I was Dying doing awesome. I was doing tap classes at a local studio here, and well, I bet there's another one that does adult tap classes. So there's at least two in Kitchener Waterloo that do adult tap classes. So it is still there. I have so I, I forget who says it. I think I think it was Amber. Maybe it was Amy Adams, where they said the only, no, it was Amber. The only way to get out of this town was with a hockey scholarship or prison if you're a guy. Yeah. And for a girl, it's the pageant. Amber (laughs) says that. Like, how sad is that? Well, um, I'm just going to say, you know, know, hockey scholarships or prison. prison. Um, The funny thing is back, um, I don't know if you've brought this up on previous um, podcasts yet, but obviously we've mentioned tap dance. So me and my sister did dance back in the day. Um, and one of the major studios that we had to compete against, Larkin, guess where they're based out of? Minnesota. Minnesota. I know. What the hell is with Minnesota being so competitive? <laughs> like, they got the Shattuck St. Mary's. They got this place. Like, it's just kind of funny, all the Minnesota connections, especially considering you did Mighty Ducks so and now this. Right. Well, we're, they're based. Okay. Not in a, again, not for offending, but like Lindsay says with like her in New York, it's like, Canada light Minnesota is kind of sort of like Canada junior Canada light or we're influenced because we're just so close and they're cold just like us they so call they, it pop they understand it like pop. us they call it pop yeah so they're they're just like they're kind of like us it's cool Doreen gave us hairnets right <laughs> really Loretta my mom wanted me to have this <laughs> that's later on in the movie we'll get Don't to that yeah. kids, <laughs> oh god love you for thinking I still could try <laughs> Um, and then, so yeah, we have a couple of RIPs in this movie. Obviously, we have Adam Brittany, West, Murphy. Brittany Murphy Way, and Brittany Murphy. Who did you say? Adam West. Oh, um, yes, yeah. Adam West. And Brittany Murphy. Brittany yeah. Murphy. Um, you know, and I would also love to meet Peter as Liza, Madonna, and. Oh, sure. Me too. Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, what we're seeing there, it sounds like, um, you know, Lisa Swenson's brother was just a drag queen. Well, she yells it at her dad at the end of the movie where he's gay. <laughs> yeah, but gay and drag queen are different things. But I, I understand. Oh, that's, that. but, yeah. that's very true. But back then, it kind of all was like one. It was kind of all lumped yeah. into it because we we weren't aware. We weren't, nope. you know, we don't have the focal point that we have now. And and sometimes they even had the unfortunate derogatoriness with drag queens being trans and mm-hmm. all of the terribleness that came in the media with. Oh, just continuing on. <laughs> um. Can I just say like how brilliant it was for them to name their judge that has pedophilia <laughs> tendencies as John Doe? Yeah. <laughs> Felt like a like needing Doe, like D-O-U-G-H, Doe. So I saw a poor tidbit about this guy. Matthew oh, why? Yeah, so the, so when he goes out, because like, and the same thing about Alice and Danny, it's kind of their more most known roles in like, ever so sometimes kids will go up to him and not even like say anything and like point and be like you're the pedophile and he has to be like no 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 no. in a movie in a movie (laughs) so he's like he's happy that people recognize him but he has to be like no no no. i'm not a pedophile i played a pedophile like this pedophile asking the movie it was a movie but unfortunately people sought him out and alice and janney has said that of all of her fans this is the movie she gets like called out for the most Mm -hmm. Which I agree, mom. Well, now that mom's is on, I love it. But I would still be like, I found you in Drop Dead Gorgeous, and you were hilarious. I loved Loretta always. But oh, did we? Austin Jenny's easily like top. Yeah, one of my top favorite actresses. Yeah. But was she was she intending to hate about you first before this I, one? I think. Oh, yes, so. exactly. So we like yeah. we kind of knew her from that, and then this one. So it was like we just knew she was hilarious. She's yeah. so funny. And the other thing I mentioned is that everybody needs a friend like Loretta. And I feel like I try to fit that role in my life around here. <laughs> you know, the one it'll be like, who will tell you how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, she gave up her relationships, her tummy ass and thighs to bring you into this world. Yeah. <laughs> so we all need that friend. Setting their kids straight. In that scene, that's yeah, that's the hospital scene, right? Yes. You yeah, know, the can- blows up. The candy striper. Yeah. That was originally supposed to be Lana Williams. Lana, her part. She wrote, wrote it for herself to be in the movie, but the director did not like that. He's like, oh, you're too old for that part. You can't play that part. So she I actually ends up playing the third the judge, judge yeah. that doesn't actually that doesn't speak. Talk. And she was so disappointed. She was a little disappointed too, because she's like, 
I wrote it for me. I can't be too old for the part. Like, what are you talking about? That's why yeah. she looks so sad and depressed in her role. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past it. Like, like that she's would be my... on her real life experience of how depressing that was. Yeah. That would be my motivation too. So basically let's kind of get back to the plot. Of the <laughs> getting a yeah. whole lot. Like I'm bad for it too. We're getting hot. Um, so like essentially what we got is, you know, not Rose Minnesota. We got a pageant. Uh, girls, like if you're 17, you're not a pool of fries. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are introduced to, I guess, our first casualty, Tammy Curry. Tammy yep. Curry. She only liked to smoke after a good drive. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of goes to the cops thing. Like, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> they, like the dumb, ignorant state troopers. Yeah. You know, oh, bad wiring, smoking and driving. After further investigation. So, and then from at that point, um, the what, next one I think was Brett, wasn't it? And yeah, well, because she was basically there at the list because he Luther- was he was flirting with Amber, the Lutheran sister, because she wanted to be the president of the Lutheran sister. Lutheran sister club, club. And Tammy always wins everything, so that's why she had to die. Yeah. Well, she was also going to take away the pageant, right? Because she well, wasn't me. She, wins she always wins everything, which yeah. is why she had to why go. Why she had to go? Because she was yeah in the pageant. Yeah. And then we we learned Leslie Miller, Leslie Miller, who was Amy Adams, and it was her first role. Most of the girls, actually, apart from the few like celebrity names, were actually locally sourced from Minnesota girls because they wanted them to look like it. And I guess apparently at the time, the thin eyebrows was the trend, and they wanted the more thick eyebrows on women or whatever because that was been more hearty Minnesota girls. Mm-hmm. So that's why they had to kind of stick to the area because Cal- I guess LA was all thin eyebrows. Thin eyebrows. Speaking of Leslie Miller, the character. Mm-hmm. There is so much slut shaming for her just because she happens to be a pretty girl who enjoys things, right? Oh yeah, it's Penthouse ninety five. I can drive a sober. I mean, it's slut. still an issue. Like, Promiscuous is what they would have called her back then. Girl does the same thing as a guy. He gets called a hero. She gets called a whore. It hasn't changed. So she it has... needs to. But hey, I I like the fact that she kind of owns it. Like even like later on, she like, does. She's not oh, she she's not ashamed it, yeah. of her thing. No, but, but it just everyone else around her kind of has the. I think she's shame. kind of oblivious to it, though. She's she oblivious is. to she's the judgment. Just, she's oblivious she's, to everything, and that's what's ignorant. awesome. Yeah, that's what's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she just lives her life for what she loves, and she just goes forward doing that. Because like she like oh, yeah. you get it at the end where they oh, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, but at the end where it's like she's they like the beauty school, and then she was working her way, and then she how did she end up getting lost in the Philippines? Clearly, human trafficking. Just, or just because she just was, you know, someone who wanted to travel and had an opportunity or something, you know, like that too. You know, what is it? Broke Down Palace. I love that movie. You know, weird things happen over. I love how that movie ends. It's so captivating. <laughs> so the other thing I, I mentioned about some of the um, contestants is like if Becky, I guess you know, spoiler alert, Swanee or baby, if Becky Lehman didn't die, she would have made a great Republican wife. You know, like when she's doing those answers about how. A great community with strong Christian trunk. Yeah, that was my long leafy branches to provide shade on a hot summer day. That was my third comment. I wrote uber right wing, super religious, super pro America. But yeah, like, okay, so like, yeah, naming the death. So like, Brett gets killed. Like, he gets shot in the head on a honey accident. Yeah, right, because he was flirting with Amber at school. And then the next death was, um, or not death, but when Amber's trailer gets blown up and her mom, her mom gets blown oh, through the window. No, and- um, I think Janelle. Janelle the head. Because remember they oh, were the so- light. Yeah, that was light. after the the fire. Uh, oh yeah, because she she was in the same room as my mom. She's in the room. Oh, right. my mom. Yeah, she's in the room beside okay, my yeah. mom. And yeah. and I did all of my notes in order. So <laughs> guys, I was watching all this evidence and everything like that, and. The cops are just like, but like the fucking picture of Tammy that Amber gets in her locker and on the back it says, you're next. Give that to the <laughs> fucking cops, Amber. Right? Like, come on. Well, but look, the cops, after further investigation, would you give it to the cops then? Like, they clearly don't do their job in Mount Rose. Remember Minnesota. bad wiring for the explosion? Bad wiring and yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, would, I, I wouldn't give it to her, the police either. Her so, can't get fused to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruin a brand new pair of Lee press-ons. Why do they have to wait so long to amputate it? Because they have to get her stable. They say we gotta get her stable before we deal with this. They take off the thing and then they yeah. Show you the oh thing. right, okay. I guess I missed that. You'd part. have to yeah. You have to go into surgery and stuff like that. Yeah. And you want them to be good and yeah. There's yeah. a whole it's a whole science. You know, it's a whole she lawn dart feels. <laughs> so when they do when the pageant um, girls go through like their interview process and they're all shuffled into that like bar. <laughs> Yeah, I guess for lack of a better word. And um, yeah, so they're asking questions and 
um, Amy Adams gets asked, like, who would you vote for for president? And she said, you said that back then the first time we saw it too, I remember. Even though it's Minnesota. That interview scene is hilarious though. Cause you got John Doe basically, you know, giving him creep face. <laughs> the hard R word has his pants open. Yeah. Oh God. He's the, just looking happy the whole time too. Off. Yeah. Um, or like name and spell all the United States in alphabetical hey, order. He did that in Seriously? three and a half minutes. That's impressive. That is. Well, because at first she was just like spell and so she's, order. she's slow at first, but then towards the end, she's like, all right, well, I gotta do this. So she's like, mm-hmm. so she's like through. <laughs> yep. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love uh their poodle kits. When they're getting ready in the in like the hallway with like the lit up dressing room, they have she sets what? her poodle kit. She pulls out her Aquanet hairspray. Yep. One of my favorite one of my favorite Leslie Miller lines is here when she's talking about when he asks if she's nervous. Oh yeah, and she's yeah. like, I don't know two months. I don't know. What I don't to know how much time my boyfriend. How did you know? <laughs> I mean about the nervous pageant. about the pageant. Oh, the pageant. <laughs> And that scene just showed me how great Amy Adams was as an actress because you could feel it in her face. Like that her, also- her star rose so high. Fun thing about that I did find about my travels in this research, she was raised as a member of the Mormon church. Oh, poor her. <laughs> um, until her parents divorced in 1985 and left the church. She did not have strong religious beliefs, but she said that her value, she valued her upbringing for teaching her love and compassion. And I thought that, that was funny because like it's very similar to us. We stopped going after like the age of eight <laughs> or nine, but I still am like, I'm a good person, but I don't know if I would believe in that. Would they believe in anymore? But I got like values from mm-hmm. it. So I, I thought but- it was kind of funny because it, <laughs> it was similar to us. Speaking yeah. of sort of the same topic. Kirstie Alley, when she was doing um, Gladys's wardrobe fittings and things like that, yep. she had the wardrobe sent to the Scientology Celebrity Center in Hollywood to try them on. Yep. Why? Probably because Scientology probably needed the approval and things like that or whatever and cult. different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, we'll, so, we won't get into yeah. that, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> anyway, when they are in the back and uh, like in their little dressing area, like getting ready and stuff, I think it was Loretta comes up and gives amber a dress and she's like oh it's beautiful and blah blah blah, just like diane sawyer would wear and she goes oh but not my girl she goes not a size 10 so way to go fat shame diane sawyer that's just a little hippie back not our girl yeah (laughs) size 10 come on like i'm a 12 and screw you well i guess that part (laughs) when that background part is right before they're doing like the practice so that's when janelle gets knocked out (laughs) and and then she had to change numbers yeah you know is the dead baby okay um this is a legit question i have would you know a baby is deaf at birth yes there are certain well i don't think right at birth because like or the- maybe a little bit after because i believe there's tests that they they do on a baby after a little bit yeah so they they flip like their the bottom of their feet yeah there's different hands. there's different little tests that they do to make yeah. sure their reflexes are kind of off there. in there and that like reflexes but like hearing because if i'm remembering like you know mr holland's opus oh let's go back there didn't they not find out until he was like almost a toddler that he was deaf yeah because they were fighting in the kitchen yeah and they stopped and they're like you don't want to reacting and that's how they realized he was deaf so she's like my cousin just had a deaf baby and i guess my legit question was do you know if at birth the baby is deaf so if any listeners is are in the medical profession and would like to you know let us know that'd be great you know what that thought crossed my mind too i'm just like how would they know that like it's brand like newborn like right out of the vagina brand new how do you know it's deaf yeah that i feel like it would be a couple days after you would because it would still cry would it not yeah like most likely yeah yeah any medical out there you know let us know i feel like just the crying is just a natural reaction for what's happening in there what's not like because there's still all this other trauma that's going on. Like, I would like, assume not they just would do, like, this kind of stuff. But, I mean, a baby's reactions don't, they're not that quick. I don't know. Anyway, don't medical know. experts out there, let's know. Yeah. Anyways. Just don't um, forget, everybody, we owe our life to that death baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, Here, yes. That's... I, I have to say, and you're going to roll your eyes at this, but when they were talking about Gladys's reign when she, the year she won in 1983, they started off mentioning Queen. Yep, they don't actually say the band. They just say a group of boys from Britain were topping the charts in 1983. No, a boy, a band, a, a, a band of ma- boys calling themselves Queen. Oh, right, they didn't, yeah, they didn't mention it, yeah. <laughs> and the uh, a peanut farmer is in the White House. 
Gladys Knight, or Gladys Lehman was Gladys Knight, or no, Gladys Wood. Gladys Wood. Gladys Knight's the singer. <laughs> Gladys Wood. And I, Butterick yeah. Pattern. She so got a big ass then. She got a big ass now. So there are obviously some body shaming, but come on, it's Gladys Lehman. She yeah. deserves it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one deserves body shaming. And then it says, oh, Melissa Manchester songs are featured twice, twice. in this movie. I didn't realize the second one. I we didn't all know the first no, one until I did research. Yeah, yeah, so we know Don't Cry Out Loud. Yeah. Oh. The other one was sign language around the world i'm not actually knowing sign language i could be swearing yeah. to, uh, to dead deaf people and i apologize but that's a great scene mm-hmm. <laughs> so then like amber's tap costume gets stolen and like her and like or she tries to like get a, a thing replaced, or is that when she has that fight with Becky, right? Because she thinks Becky yeah. stole her top oh, yeah, costume. Her top costume yeah. And they're just like, how, like, oh man, that was funny. She's like, bring it on. Yeah. Like my mother said it's Sunday dinner. Yeah. Come, Come and get, get it. it. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get seconds. <laughs> I hate her. I know. I know. We all hate her. She's like, this place is like Nazi Germany. Oh, that well, was the later. top costume. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. No, but it was a different part. That's oh, what she's getting like, it later. Oh, and she was getting it. Let them re- they wouldn't let her replace it. Yeah, she's like, you know the rules. Just have to be approved. And she's like, this is this is Nazi Germany. <laughs> so just before I get into that big deal about the costume, I did want to mention one of the chick. I don't think it's Te- is her name Tess, the one who's like the actress. Why? Yeah. No, oh, Tess. No, Tess is- was the the dog chick. Oh my god, we gotta talk about her. She's awesome. But anyways, um, did you notice that when she's doing her Soylent Green like monologue, she's like, Jaden, year 2024. Yeah, yeah. Guess when that is? That's three years from now. We were talking about that beforehand. And Soylent Green is people? Yes. So Lindy didn't understand what that was. (laughs) Because I looked it up and all I could find was that it was a 1973 movie about the future. Where they turn, I guess they they let people die. Is it? Is it it's all I saw was like it was big corporations controlling power, and innocent cop discovers the truth. What was the truth? Is soil and green is and green is people. So like so, they were eating people. So in like three yeah. years from now, we are going to be eating people. I guess so. We're all going to be cannibals. Yep. Apparently. All right then. So yeah, then we go back to that that leotard. I have yes because a black leotard with a chiffon skirt is too revealing. Fuck your purity culture, Gladys. Is my note. <laughs> well, I love that that Brady Murphy's character gave her her costume. And that oh my next well, note. Is you know, Dad needed me because Peter needed that kidney. Yeah, that's my last my next note here. Is we all need at least this once in our lives. You know what Prince really had me because Peter needed that kidney. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if our audio would have picked that up. Oh, that's okay. You, you already heard it. But anyways, <laughs> I think we all need Elisa Swenson and we all need a Loretta. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. The film's original ending uh, was actually supposed to have Gladys commit suicide in prison. Yep. And then the I sniper librarian was actually the uh, princess, American previous teen princess from the war. The very first one from yes. 1945. For, 45. Who had to give up her tiara for, for scraps. scraps. And they changed it because they had negative screen tests. Yeah, it just—it doesn't make. I—I I, I hope that there are probably other scenes that set it up to make it make sense. But right now, it doesn't really make sense. Right in the context of the little bit that they had her, like the Ludafisk and stuff, like it wasn't a lot yeah. to really make her angry at the time. So yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's what the negative test was. People were just like, "Why would she do it?" Maybe that's why they changed it. Oh, I just had another one last thing here from that costume change. So you remember when she was crying? She's like, "I just wanted to compete," and then obviously Lisa gives her the costume. The best line ever. Yep, that yep, I, I know where you're years. going. Years. Amy Adams. Some people thought you just went naked ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, I love the way she delivers it. It's so genuine. Like she thought yeah. that that could be an option. Well, they again, she's just, naked, she's I so <laughs> blissfully just, ignorant yeah, to she's like. blissfully dumb. Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't care. She's, yeah. good. she's cool. She's like, yeah, I love it. But okay. I just want to say. I loved Becky's outfit for her performance because I love poodle skirts. I love the 50s style. Her saddle shoes, which I've always wanted a pair of saddle shoes, were pink and sparkly. She, uh, she got a lot of flack but for that scene. Can we talk about the flack for that scene? Yeah. Poor girl. So, and I don't blame her, but 
if you guys the have not girl. seen this movie, let us describe this scene. So I don't remember what song it was to. What was it to? Can't take, just, my, eyes off can't take my eyes off of you. Becky comes out with a sitting cruise- on a stool first to sing the first part of the song. Yep. And then when she says, "Can't take my eyes off Horribly. of you," and she points <laughs> off to the stage. And does someone like push it out? Or, yeah. yeah. They push out this crucified Jesus on stuffed a cross. Jesus. Stuffed Jesus on a cross on wheels. So she can dance around with it. His hands come off of the cross because they're Velcro. To hug so they her. can hug her. And then they put, put back on the cross. And then at the like, end, she's like carrying it over her shoulder yeah. off the stage. Like, like it was so fully blasphemous that half the extras got so offended they got up and walked off set during that performance. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? You know the episode of South Park where Cartman makes a Christian band? Yeah. He does is changes the words from baby to Jesus and like oh, yeah. he gets the, the uh, record's like it sounds like you're really in love with Christ. Well don't you really love Christ? No like you're in love with Christ. Well, that was like you you were saying about the dog's photo looks like an album cover from that episode of South Park where he's like, right, one of us has to look away. It was, it was so funny. Yeah. Hey, anybody know, was that actually Kirsten Dunn's tap dancing? No, body double. I didn't think so. She oh, she her own, barely did any of her own stunts and bring it on. So I don't think she would have. Seriously? She, did, she doesn't have rhythm. If you ever watch her dance and bring it on, she mentioned in, like she just has no rhythm. So even if you watch her actually, when she does do the dancing and bring it on, she's I kind of noticed, a little more- I have noticed it a little bit, but- A little more awkward than some of the other girls. Yeah, that's true. I have a couple of fashion moments to, that is followed up in on the um, in the movie here. So much frosty eyeshadow. And let's not forget those taffeta dresses that they all wear. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. But whatever, they oh. were so pretty. Yeah. And then I mentioned here about the fat, or where is it? Basically, Leslie Miller with her phallic symbol, like power to you. Washington Monument. Yeah. Makes me Leslie mm-hmm. Miller. And she's like even grabbing the like microphone stand all sexy with her boa and everything. Yeah, she yeah. she knew how to work. Becoming a beauty school. Okay, so they do the pageant, they all do like that opening workout. Like basically the pageant starts, they all have like the little headdresses. Yeah. Um so that's why we have first like Becky Lehman had like the Mount Mount Rushmore monument. Or no, no, yeah. Yeah, Becky Lehman had Mount Rushmore. Because take the heads, dirty, you know, dirty mom with the heads on it. Amber Uh, had the shape of the states with the flag. Um, no matter who you are, you can become whatever you want. My Um, uncles. Biggest yarn, yarn, of yarn and Bundy, Bundy, Minnesota. My Bundy. Bundy, yeah. Minnesota. Is I think I under, misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> I think I have somewhere here. I can't find it. But I'm like, oh, Tess, honey, right? Oh, you honey. Know, with your oh, dog, honey. the beagle. <laughs> when they're when it's like at the like the end of the pageant and they do like the first runner up and stuff like that. The first runner up is a seventy. $5 scholarship, right? What is hey, that going to get go you? To, a book? Hey, she goes to the Botech of her choice, which was that beauty school at the end of the movie. I guess. I guess. But what is the $75 going to no, get her? No, the first runner up was was Amber. That's what she got. Yeah, it's 50. Amy Adams was the second runner up. Leslie Miller was the second runner up. I forgot yeah. what she got though. I didn't write it $50, down. $50, I think. 50, yeah. 50, 75, and I think 500. I think was what it was. That's funny. 50, Botech 75, and 500. Like, mm-hmm. Like I, have, I have a line here and i think i remember i think it's from when they're doing the judging and it just says the babysitter's dead <laughs> and they start crying <laughs> yeah it's when they're in the judging and they're like fighting about it and then they drop some more hard r's because you know harold is his name harold yeah yeah or yeah harold hank. Larry. Hank. so harold was that character so like they have him around and they start fighting <laughs> and then they're like why didn't you leave him with a sitter I feel like that babysitter's deadline was almost improvised because of how perfect, how the delivery was. And then the reaction, it just seems like almost comic improvisational. I can can definitely see that. Well, apparently they were told a little bit like they were allowed to do improvisation. And apparently Alice and Janie's only line that she improvised because she was still new to to sort of acting and stuff at the time and that and, or to like the whole thing, like improvisation or whatever. And the only line she improvised was, I got some. 
I knew it was going to be that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I should improvise this. Hey, I got some. <laughs> Did you guys notice that when they announced that Rebecca Lehman won, she was holding a smaller trophy in her hand? I didn't even notice that until the first time. And then this is where I said, like, I don't know. Did she? Apparently, I was also seeing in the opening scene, if you look in the background, a couple of the girls don't have their hats on. Yeah. Different continuity, like, scenes where they're cutting in, and they're like, well, she's wearing it here, but she's not wearing it there. And But I'm wondering if there might have been a deleted scene where she won, like, Miss Congeniality or something, because it's just a little trophy. So yeah, maybe. I feel she like there is a scared award. Uh-uh. Well, I mean, you know what scared award goes to. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Never test his lucky bolt. It was hit by a DC-10. Did she eat that lucky bolt for dessert? <laughs> I love when they interview those girls, like the quote unquote bad girls in the washroom about. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I love they. And they say smoking's bad for. I you. love the girl's hair because she's yes got, like, the part. The part in the middle with the bangs, oh, and then yeah. she's got like half open a ponytail in the back. Like that was definitely the with style. like the with like the plaid shirt and like the yep. dark lipstick. Yeah, like I literally said here, nailed the outsider '90s look with those like the thin yeah. eyebrows on the outside. Yeah, pageants like a Roach Motel. Yeah, girls check in, but they don't check out. So I, in my notes, I'm at the point after the pageant. So is there anything else from the pageant? I just say, I love when Amber says, my mom always said, don't eat anything that can carry its own house. <laughs> oh, that's when they go talking to about the oh, that's, that's when they go, yeah, she was talking about the Oh, I thought you were talking about like the locals. Locals. So sorry. The locals, Danielle. It was the sorry. locals. The locals. My bad. The locals. Um, I had a, there was a few little fun comments that I found just from like, people had written articles i think um from like the 20 the, on the 20th and 25th anniversary or whatever so there was like an independent and he like it was adam white praised the movie's radical departure from lighthearted teen movies of the late 1990s stating that it was made for a generation of freaks and outsiders who ambitions oddities queerness and poverty were otherwise ignored by anything similarly mainstream or funny which was definitely true like around that time it was she's all that and all the pretty girl like it was turning the ugly kid. girl into the pretty girl, which consisted of taking her glasses off and letting her hair down. Well, then why did we have to become pretty girls? Why couldn't we be ourselves? Why couldn't we foster yep. ourselves and be that way? Mm -hmm. Which I do eventually want to do an episode about like the 90s girl power rise eventually. Cause that's, yeah, we'll you know, that. and cause you know, that's kind of that's what we got from a lot of episode. These, we right? haven't said that yet. We haven't yet. said that yet. <laughs> so, cause there's so, this was kind of one of those movies that sort of helped foster that in a way too, as well was all girls. And it was, Oh, the best part about after the the um the pageant is that everyone's kind of leaving and like Leslie was so happy, like I got second place, I got second place. It's like no, no, third. it's third. What? Like, second runner up is third. Yeah. Or like Lisa when she's like has her dad like why did you drop out and she's like no because like you know Amber should have won and then he's all like well Peter wouldn't have done that and of course that's okay. You know what, Dad? Peter's <laughs> gay. Gay. Close <laughs> there. My apologies. I love Peter. <laughs> Um, so just another one of the fun tidbit articles that I've seen, it was um, someone from Teen Vogue stated that the girls in Drop Dead Gorgeous don't yearn to land their respective dream boy. They're too busy trying to not get clapped by a crazed mother-daughter duo and striving to break out of the confines of their small town. Well, she even said that you don't want to end up a lifer here, right? But you have a shout and out then, there. So um, basically after the pageant is like, there's a... Um, after locals, they go to yes, local state... Pageant. No, we well, forgot about the, uh, the the the. Um, oh, so they parade. go to the the parade. the parade. Yes, sorry. So after the pageant is the parade. Okay, so I have a question about this. When what's her nuts? Becky is like at the bottom of the stairs on the big swan float, and she refuses to go up because it smells gross, like gasoline. And her mom like forces her up anyway. Did Gladys kill Becky, or was that a freak accident? I also think it's a freak accident on the side of the float that just went Everything whoosh right everything in mexico smells like that allegedly from this movie so yeah according to so, according to gladys that's what she says so maybe it was the leesman's mexico mexican workers and they were trying to get revenge on the family maybe somehow because they had to, they had to make the float yeah well, here's, the th true. here's the thing though like you've already been told it smells like gasoline so why would you be lighting it up so because i think it's just gladys idiot. being stupid she's because she's obviously she cares obviously, more about appearance than safety exactly and of course we do i don't think she Aaron. was obviously responsible because you know the whole swan ate my baby scene but it's it she, she was absolutely insane and she confesses to all of her murders which people think was becky at this point it was gladys ding fries her up ding yeah, fries her up <laughs> i love when the mayor just claps when the swan's burning he's just like 
Yeah, to stand in the stands, just clapping like he's like, I. Uh. Yeah. So that mayor, he has to first complain about the Frida sign. Then he sings the Mount Rose American King Princess song, and then he yeah. claps at the Swan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, oh, that seems really easy. He's a classy mayor. Classy mayor. Just His furniture is as fake as my orgasm. And, and then, then when she, that bitch, better watch her back. I got, I got friends it. on the inside. Um, the dreams. Yeah. I love I love the um, uh, eulogy where her dreams of riding a swan were the uh, were like were, were related to her untimely death. I guess that's your way of telling us to buy American. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, the way Lindy looked, I think she missed that. Sure did. You know when the mayor's saying it. Yep. Yeah. Sure did. Missed that. It wasn't the mayor. Which, it was like the funeral. Oh, the funeral, which was also the name of one of their pageants. Buy American. USA is a-okay. Can you remember your favorite? Can I? A mayor? I can. I don't know where I come up with them. It's just a, it's just a gift from God. Loretta takes a lot of pictures in the back of Amber's head. I used to make jokes about that. I did catch that. And the best part about that scene where she's like, where basically Loretta's like, no, good things don't always happen to, or good, like shitty things happen to good people. And sometimes you just got to take it the way it is. Like you didn't win. Should have won, and she'd like this, and so take it the way it is. She's like, well, I didn't want to win this way, you know. Yeah, good things happen to good people. No, that's all bullshit, honey. Yeah, exactly. Airport Hojo. That's when they're going to nationals. No, state. So at this point, obviously, we've gone from like now Becky's dead. We got Gladys in prison, and now they're at, going to state. Uh, and her mom now has a hook for her hand. Yep. Uh, she has to practice opening her beer. But she did it. She yep. did it. I did it. She did it. She should have um, just shotgunned it right there's a so when they pull up at nationals uh and they're unloading the the hearse or whatever yeah if you look off yeah. to the side there's actually a like a lincoln in the background mm-hmm. which this is supposed to take place in 1995 yeah and it's um, actually like a 1998 lincoln in the background oh whoa no. there was a tiny little mess <laughs> up there but um one of the um i can't remember the other actress but one of the actresses like there's two ladies who are the minnesotan mount Mount Rose, or no, not Mount Rose, Minnesotan team. No, the Minnesota Modeling Academy. And they're the state board for the, the pageant. Oh, Minnesota Academy State Board. So one of them is Nora Dunn from mm-hmm. SNL. I just yep. don't know who the other one is. But I, again, when I was the other one talk, was, she's a character actor in a lot of like. It was not 70s show, wasn't it? Yeah, she yeah, was okay. Bob's girlfriend for a while. Yeah. I just feel bad because I just don't know her name, but the two of them, you could tell they had chemistry. Mm-hmm. And there is a scene in the trailer that was not in the movie, which tells me that they probably did a lot of improvising. Remember in the trailer, they're like by a pool and like Marco Polo, and then she's talking about like, oh, that girl, she must have her boobs done. You know, they do that at birth now. Yeah, like that was a joke they had. Interview when they're doing yeah. their their interview with the camera guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as I said, if anybody who works at New Line Cinemas, Lana Williams, I don't know who, if you can get me like all the footage of those deleted scenes or like all those ad lib stuff that didn't make the final cut, or do a director's cut of how you wanted it to be, I would be so grateful for that. Right? Like a 30th, oh my god, I don't want to say it, but a, a 30th no, twenty fifth hasn't happened yet. It came out in ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay, no. Okay, then it was twentieth. I was looking at so twenty fifth anniversary. Maybe that's what they should do. You know, special mm-hmm. DVD or and it's funny. It's hard to find it on streaming. It's actually not available anywhere except for who in the states. Netflix UK. Netflix UK. Because I have on my Google. If I can't find things on the streaming, I have. I have uh, the Google my Google Play or whatever. I'll put. I'll go things in there and try to buy them, or I'll put them on my favorites list to see when they become available. And that one's. Even says not available anywhere in your region. And I was like, girl. So I had to borrow it from Lindy. So brought back to my place yesterday. So I could watch it this morning. <laughs> so then now we're at the um the Minnesota and like the state pageant. Yeah. Um, so we're introduced to a bunch of people. Like you can kind of feel this like Burnsville. Amanda Burnsville. She's Marty and Big Fat Liar. Yeah. Yeah, she that's Minneapolis. She's Minneapolis. from Minneapolis. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't feel so good. Oh, can I just say I fucking hate vomit scenes like that. I agree. I, I don't mind off-screen vomiting, but just like I the projectile yeah. and when it's showing. I literally everything. was like this while I'm like watching. I'm just like, oh my god, is it done yet? But the funny thing is, it's supposed to be mockumentary, so that was yeah. like it, it makes sense with the thing. Yeah, it's expected because that's what happened. But fine. Yeah, and then we'll catch back to what Lindsay said beauty earlier. Fucking chunks everywhere. Yeah, I got that line right there. Fucking yeah. beauty queens blowing chunks everywhere. Right. Where Lin- 
Lindy was going back earlier about the, uh, oh, I don't eat shellfish. Mom always told me never to eat anything that carries its food. Yeah. You don't know the last time. Don't, I yeah, don't eat anything that can carry its own house around you. You don't know where it's been. Like, that's a pretty good rule to have, I think. Though I don't like shellfish. I like shrimp and calamari, that's about it. I don't really like shellfish, shellfish. Uh, can I just say, like, say, okay, so they all vomited. They all got sick. And Amber was crowned. And they were not staying overnight. They were not staying overnight. Oh, so they had like eight originally, hours yeah. to rehearse and, like, do the pageant. But because everybody got sick, they can't, they basically, like. Canceled process of elimination for the yeah, only one who and was. and Amber won. So in both stages of these pageants, Amber won by just by uh, default, 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 default. Um, the other thing I love the line is when everyone starts puking, you can hear a loop line from Allison Janney. Like, do you think they heard us? Yeah, <laughs> she was she was hitting on the uh, the before everyone started puking. She was like hitting on these guys in the bar. And when like, when they're doing when the modeling girls are doing the uh, interviews, you can see her in, yeah, the, background, in the background, like hitting on all hitting like, on the, the guys and guys stuff the, like that yeah. at the bar. Yeah, uh, we all need a Loretta in our life. Yeah, yes, that bitch from Wisconsin. <laughs> there it is, right there. Mm. Hi, monkey. I got some. So like, oh, oh, so all these fifty girls, right after they're done being sick and get out of the hospital well because well, they they're maybe states right no this one's, no, this one's uh national this one's like the the, the state, state not national it's the state of minnesota so it's all the cities of minnesota that were so why would amanda detmer's character be minnesota she's minneapolis no, she's minneapolis well, she's minneapolis. well yeah, you said yeah. minnesota earlier so that's why i was oh kidding. sorry anyway so all of these girls that are in the pageant after they've done vomiting and they get out of the hospital from fucking food poisoning and shit they get back on a coach bus and get taken to the sarah cosmetics building even though it's closed well that's and for nationals was, no that's that's, not, af, that's nationals that's what i was that. talking about but then no no i think it sounded like the way you were sounding it sounded like it sounded like you were confusing like combining nationals and the state together I think that's yeah i know i thought we hadn't gone from state oh because oh. <laughs> we got to the vomiting scene that's like basically at the end when we talked about how she got crowned by D. Oh, yeah. and yeah. basically the next scene is like them that's where i thought we were yeah well there is one little scene before the bus where they talk about they're gonna dust the crops and then fly amber down to alabama to compete and she's wearing that cute peasant dress which is kind of all the oh is that where her mom opens the beer with a claw yeah right okay right before that and yeah i apologize it's like that she's all that type dress you know yeah um so yeah so essentially she makes it to the finals and then the the bus drives up to the uh, sarah rose cosmetic building and i did mention something here that i think is hilarious does anyone else feel like the sarah rose cosmetics is probably an mlm hence the tax evasion MLMs are multi-level marketing, like a I feel like it was probably similar to like a Mary Kay type. But it lasted 50 years. Yeah, tax evasion can catch up with you long time. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, we'll catch up to you, for sure. Just the whole aesthetic of that building just reminded me of like 1980s Mary Kay. So you're not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I said. Mary Kay, like, it was very pink and the flowers and the... the, And it's funny how all the girls just go apeshit on it because they're so (laughs) mad that there's no pageant and they destroy everything. And Amber's the only one that's just like, oh, fuck this, and gets well, back on the bus. Because I feel like at this point, she's like, I have been disappointed so at every much. point in this. Why yeah. is this any different? Like, it was such a roller coaster of emotions of like, an, a, like a journey for like, her. She, <laughs> she wanted to win, and then she didn't win, but then she won by default. And then she got to state, and then everyone puked in again. She won by default. And she's like, here, she's like, oh, well, maybe I might stand a chance. And then it's like, there is no pageant. And she's like, oh, fuck. Well, that's of course so my luck. Like that's that's how it's been fucking going this whole time, you know. Why not? Why not? That's Why just not? how the Go end of figure, it would be. Right? Yeah. I feel like if this movie came out today, it could literally just stop there. We don't need that extra little happy ending. Like it literally could just stop there. Like yeah. So oh, it rounds off where like with the oh sharpshooter at well, the. It's kind of nice to know what everyone does with oh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, so it's kind of nice to know what happens to everybody and. There was, there was a lot of things I was reading about when Amber like takes the thing and they're like, they were just reading about like, yeah, like that so seems like an actual progression. Like not that she was hungry too much, but she was just like, well, the opportunity not because she'd been screwed so many times. And it's like, well, this woman's like, dead. Yeah, Guess I'm what? Take my opportunity I'm used and... to doing this every time someone passes away or something shitty happens. Yeah. I'm used to doing it. And so... she's around death all the time because she works in a funeral home. Right? Of course. Like, so, I don't think we mentioned that of, yet. Yeah. The end of it. So essentially after that, it kind of goes to like what you were saying, like what happened to 
a couple of the characters afterwards. Yeah. Um, so we know that Leslie Miller ends up enrolling into beauty college, and then we're exotically. Exactly. Sex work is real work. Which in the um, states, that's not nudity. No, there's no nudity. Know. If you're a gentleman's club, there Maybe. is, but a strip club like what our like Roxanne's kind of is yeah. like. No, it's like bathing suits. Basically. No boobies. Basically boobs. You need to come up to Canada for that. Bathing suits. You can watch a you can watch a Canadian woman strip down to her pelt. <laughs> Okay, so then after that, and then she's like missing in Thailand. I went dark, maybe because I have a dark sense of humor, and I was like, "Oh no, was she like you human trafficked out of her her sex work?" Which is a whole other thing about how sex workers need to be protected. That's a whole other story. Yeah, I like your guys' idea better. Like, (laughs) we're almost done anyways here. I like your guys' idea better, but she's like, "I just wanted to go to Thailand." And then after that, we realize obviously that Gladys broke out of jail and is now on top of she's like uh, break out of jail i want an extra deleted scene of that yeah like how or explain how she actually yeah. got out of jail like how did she um, do that well, i love she's on the top know. she's like you trailer park trash the fucking where the sharpshooter six <laughs> hour standoff yeah. was it yeah <laughs> yep. so and then obviously finally our amber atkins gets her uh come up in and wazb news but here's the thing. And then she has so, Diana Sawyer hair. The girl oh. who was, when she picks up the microphone, it's a K station, mm-hmm. which is more, which is West Coast. Yeah. But when she's working at it, it's WAZB News. And I understand it's a six hour standoff, but how did a local like station from, how did a station from the West Coast get to Minnesota so fast that it would be a K station, K broadcasted station? You lost I, I understand exactly what you mean, and I just think it's probably something that she'll. I on. never noticed it until watching it, like literally yesterday or the other day, Friday night when I was watching it. And that's the only time I know, like I never noticed it before. But I was listening. I was like, yeah. "Why is it like, unless the borderline is like Minnesota and then the next state over, maybe?" Oh, probably a K or something. But I don't know for sure. I'd have to look it up. But I was just like, "That's interesting," because how would they get like if it was like California or Oregon? How would they get there so fast? Yeah, or Washington. Um, the one other like note I just had at the end here, which we don't really have to go on too much about, um, which is kind of like the fact that she keeps name dropping Diane Sawyer, Diane Sawyer. One thing I remembered is with the whole free Britney thing is the whole Diane Sawyer interview. What the hell that, that was if you've watched it recently. I haven't seen that yet. The free Britney. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. But basically, it's just kind of funny because she like wants to be Diane Sawyer, and I mean Diane Sawyer definitely broke down barriers, and it just shows how far we've come since then. Like it's been yeah. awesome. It was also like sometimes the the females, as much as they wanted to break down barriers, they still had to play certain parts of the game. Yeah, exactly. which it sucks on there. Like if you want to win the game, you got to play it. And it does. They probably felt bad sometimes too, but they're just like this is you're trying to do your thing, and I really want to do and my it thing. Sucks and it's- that you have to complicate your morals sometimes. To get ahead in this game because you're a woman. Oh, well, and especially it's so man male dominated. Especially so news was so yeah. male dominated at the time. Like oh, yeah. same, like I don't think Oprah was as much, but she was the same thing. She probably had to be so forceful because of her being a black woman in the news at that time. Yeah. Like she probably had to do some oh, yeah. things that she wasn't necessarily the biggest fan of, but not necessarily compromise herself too much, but still just mm-hmm. be like, oh, I gotta, I, I gotta play the game a little bit. It's a miracle if you get in and out of that industry without complicating your morals at all. At some point, at yes. some point. So one thing I also found that was really, I don't know if this was actually true. It was in an article. Someone says, this is what he said, but people are like, well, I don't know how much of it, but I guess one of the producers of the film, I don't got the last name, Pallone. Apparently he found himself intrigued by the complicated mother-daughter relationships depicted. He arrived at the idea of a TV series that would explore another mother-daughter who were close in age, though less of a mess from anyone who dropped it gorgeous and pitched the concept to writer amy sherman palladino apparently he says gilmore girls wouldn't exist if i had not produced that movie however tenuous the correlation there is a direct link from dropped it gorgeous to a seven season long critically acclaimed tv series so there is the possibility that like that dropped it gorgeous has some correlation to gilmore girls because of that mother-daughter relationship stuff so well if that's true thank you Plone. yep yeah thanks for that that. (laughs) And thanks for going to Amy Sherman Palladino yeah. and bringing it to the table. And then, of course, let's not forget the final song in the movie is Love Is All Around by Joan Jett. Is such a good world on with your smile. Take a nothing day, suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. We're gonna make it after all. So overall, I think it's a fantastic movie. It was definitely underrated for its time. Oh, for sure. 
Like, like it hasn't even made enough to make back its budget yet. I know it's found cult st- status, so I don't know. Because its but total again, gross to like this day is like only like ten and a half million. Maybe they should put on streaming services and then maybe more people will watch it. There right? you go. Exactly. <laughs> hashtag drop dead gorgeous on streaming. Yeah. Putting let's it out there. Let's start that hashtag trend, shall we? Putting it on out there. How about we start the trend when we post it? Right. But I don't know if you also remember around this time, like 99, 2000s, also when a bunch of other movies about beauty pageants came out as well. So you also had Miss Congeniality in 2000. You had mm-hmm. that one beautiful. With the one like with Minnie Driver. With Minnie Driver, yeah. Pretty sure there was a Jomini Ramsey movie. Uh, I don't think that, that happened that in '96. My... Sure, with three years later, it had to be a movie about it. And it was, it was funny. I was at, when I, I love Dumpling that came out on Netflix yeah. or whatever. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's, it's on my list. As, as watching it, you're just kind of like, I could see a lot of similarities to Drop Dead Gorgeous. They've taken somewhat, like they probably watched it as a kid and was like, okay, I need to to take my part and do it this way because you see that similarity, especially. Like, but I love it. it should, yeah, you should yeah. definitely watch it. It's so good. And then it's just kind of like at this day and age, like I think the beauty contest. 2000. Not- February 2000 is the first Jean Benet movie. Okay, oh. getting away with murder. I guess, I guess we'll end it there. Yeah, so we'll end it there. So yeah, yeah that's our Drop Dead Gorgeous episode. If you haven't seen it, please see it. It's so good. Yes, unfortunately, it's Top not on many streaming services unless you have Hulu in the States. Power. Um, But if your friend has it on DVD or if you can find it at your local Walmart, probably in a $5 bin, I think at this probably. point or something. Amazon might have it. Maybe in a find city, it. not if you're in like a, in a, in a town yeah. or anything and you have a Walmart, probably check out a city Walmart. But you should definitely check it out. Or and online. Then- and then you should check us out, our lovely guest, my sister. She's got some handles that she wants to flow to. Um, you can find me on um, Instagram and Twitter at Willow Wannabe um, with or one N. Danny Evelyn Nails, because she's got her nail tech certificate going on yeah. right now. So you're so. in Nova Scotia listening to us, you should you check her out. You best give her a little her awesome. Danny Evelyn Nails is also another Instagram where I post my my work as well but uh yeah thanks for listening everybody thank you for joining us today danielle yes we had lots of fun it was very great i figured we spent half of this thing just quoting the movie anyways and let's be honest that's just what we did we actually didn't talk in the accent as much as i thought we would have right if you're 17 and you're not a total fry it's just what you do just what you do (laughs) all right bye All right. All right. Talk to you later. So, so that was uh, Danielle saying goodbye. So, you guys have an awesome night. We'll talk to you in our next episode. Uh, We'll see you later and catch us on the the socials and on the flip flop. We'll get better, I promise. (laughs) Bye. Bye.